Now that we've had a little bit of time to sit back and process some things about the men's basketball season, let's look at the state of this roster moving forward and also look at some takeaways from Mike Woodson's first season in charge. Also have some news on a wide receiver coach hired by the football team, yet another coach with NFL experience. A lot of stuff to talk about in today's podcast. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, March 23rd. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics news analysis previews recaps we got you guys set every single day i'm your host as always jacob rood want to thank you guys for coming into uh, locked on hoosiers today and making it part of your day more specifically for making it your first listen every single day Uh, just a reminder we're free and available on all platforms including youtube where we premiere shows at 7 a.m there every single day you guys can join in on the conversation over there as always, you can subscribe to Locked On Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at Locked On Hoosiers. Said at some point this week we'd have a little bit of a catch up episode. And now that things have calmed down a little bit, we've recovered from the women's basketball game on Monday. Have a little bit of time before we preview Saturday's game. Hoosiers are going to play at 2 p.m. on Saturday against UConn. I believe the game will be on ESPN. Um, It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a really exciting one. It's one that we have tons of coverage for you coming up in this, uh, coming up this week on. Uh, But today we're going to step aside from the women's tournament and look at the uh, men's team. I've had a couple days, as I said, to process everything that has happened and get a sense for where the what the Hoosiers did, and more specifically today, where they go from here. One of the biggest things to that we're going to have to pay attention to uh, going into this offseason is the state of the roster. Uh, not a ton of confirmation either way yet from the Hoosiers, which not shocking. It's still under a week since IU lost in the tournament and a lot to still process. But I know that both um, Jordan Geronimo uh, had a tweet kind of indicating he was coming back. Tamar Bates's father had a similar tweet indicating his son would be back as well. Those seem to be the only real ones. I believe Anthony Leal actually had a post as well about coming back. Uh, those seem to be the only big confirmations. It's kind of interesting in the the modern age, I guess, the current age of college basketball is with how frequent transfers are. You almost need a confirmation from everybody that they're coming back, uh, whether they're transferring or not, whether they're leaving for the NBA or not, as Trace Jackson Davis could, uh, his decision is going to loom large over what happens the rest of this offseason for the Hoosiers it's going to be an interesting one not surprisingly he was non-committal when asked about it after the game he said that he would talk about it with his family he would have a plan eventually Uh, he would talk to coach Woodson but right now 
uh, or as of the end of that um, end of the tournament, he did not have a plan for what he was going to do. We talked about it a bit during the tournament. Going into kind of the Big Ten tournament, he wasn't really someone that was on a lot of draft boards, but he played so well in the Big Ten tournament against notable guys, against Hunter Dickinson, against Kofi Coburn, against Keegan Murray, who absolutely is going to be in the NBA next year. He goes into the tournament and plays well against Wyoming, and he caught eyes. He caught a lot of eyes. Draft Express is always the place I defer to when it comes to scouting for the NBA draft, just in terms of rankings, because uh, those guys are as clued in as anybody, uh, not just with prospects, but with what teams are looking for, what teams are um, saying to them. If they say, if they think a guy, for example, like Trace Jackson Davis isn't a, a draft pick, but everything they're hearing is Trace is going to be drafted, they'll address their draft boards and whatnot. That being said, going into the tournament, they released the rankings of kind of the top prospects in the NCAA tournament, and Trace only came in at 43rd. So that was even after um, his Big Ten tournament performance, still only came in at 43rd. Their latest updated mock draft, which came out this week, does not include Trace Jackson Davis in it, in the top 60 picks. And that's not even an assumption that he would be back or anything like that. That's just simply saying right now he is somebody that would not be drafted. And listen, if he were to leave Indiana, he would land on an NBA team somewhere, either as a two-way signing or in the G League. Whatever it is, he would he would land in the NBA. He is athletic. He is kind of a powerful guy. And we sh- we saw this year he's a rim protector as well. So he would land somewhere, but he probably wouldn't get drafted. Or if he would, it would be at the very, very end. Um, so it's that's going to be part of the equation for him is, is it worth leaving uh, Indiana to not get drafted and and have an uncertain future. And maybe it is. Maybe the paydays. I mean, it's going to be a payday. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe he wants to um, try to achieve his goal. Uh, I'm sure of making it to the NBA. Maybe he feels that's the best way to do it. Uh, maybe he feels that coming back one more year, working on his game, maybe expanding his range on his jump shot is the way to do it as well. I just know that right now uh, he is not in Draft Express as the most recent mock draft. Uh, and you can kind of make of that what you will. Now, as we look to this offseason, the biggest thing is going to be the amount of scholarships because this year uh, it did not matter. There was no limit on scholarships with COVID, with everybody having uh, an extra year of eligibility. Typically, 13 scholarships is the cap. Um, that was not the case this year. They just kind of opened it up to as much as you wanted, and it led some programs to have as many as 20 people. Um, But you got to get back to that 13 number this year. There are a handful of guys who could potentially leave just as graduating. Uh, Race Thompson, if I had to guess, is probably gone. Uh, That senior night speech was not uh, the type of speech that somebody gives if they're coming back. 
Um, it certainly seems like he's made up his mind. He is gone. Whether that means he is graduating, whether that means he's going to transfer somewhere, I do not know, but certainly didn't seem like somebody that was coming back. Parker Stewart also took part in senior day. Um, again, another guy that it seems like he's probably gone. I'm just kind of going by, if you take part in senior day, you're probably leaning towards being gone. Uh, Xavier Johnson technically could, as could Rob Finnessy. Finnessy made a comment about keeping that extra year on the table. It sounds like he's going to come back. Um, Miller Cop could potentially come back as well. That is very quickly adding up to a lot of guys, especially if Trace Jackson Davis does not leave, uh, because you have, even if Race Thompson and Parker Stewart both leave, even if you make that assumption, you still are one scholarship over. Now, if I were a betting man, just by the odds and how things go, somebody is going to transfer. I'm not going to speculate on who. I'm sure you guys have your ideas of who might transfer. But three people are going to have to depart this team for the Hoosiers to have room for um, their three recruits, Gun Banks and Hood Shafino. So that's going to be the thing to watch, especially it's going to get interesting as well. If IU wants to be active in the transfer portal, they're going to need a fourth person to leave in some capacity as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out here in the coming weeks, but that's just a look at the roster right now and what could be happening, what might be happening. It's all going to start happening uh, quick and fast once it does. It seems like there's already players entering the trans transfer portal across the country. So we'll see when that starts shaking out for the Hoosiers. This was a, a surprising season, ultimately a successful season, but it was surprising because it came under first-year head coach Mike Woodson. Let's evaluate how he did this season. Some of the pros of him clearly being an empowering figure. Some of the cons about that all-bench lineup that I'm sure a lot of people were frustrated with all season. We'll jump into all those and more here in just one moment. Now, if any of you guys took Iowa on either the men's or women's side like I did, your bracket's busted. Mine's not looking too good, but I still got some cash from Stat Hero Pick'em. If you haven't checked out this new platform, you're really missing out. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Start focusing on the players you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. In addition to their pickums, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is really what Daily Fantasy Sports was meant to be, guys. So sign up for free right now. Stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use that promo code locked on to double your deposit today. Terms and conditions apply. Hear me talk about Built Bar all the time because this is the time of year that most people are giving up on their New Year's resolutions, but not me. Uh, thanks in large part to Built Bar. If you guys haven't already, make sure you try out their puffs. 
because you're missing out otherwise. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. So good. They're going to be your new favorite. They're also just like Built Bar in that they're high in protein, low in calories, high in fiber, low in carbs. Whether it's the Built Bars, whether it's the Puffs, they're going to be healthier and better for you than those candy bars. So go on over to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order today. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. I've said this many times. I really can't say it enough because I, I owe Mike Davis or Mike, excuse me, not Mike Davis, Mike Woodson, almost an apology because I was really out on his hiring. It felt like a bit of nepotism, like IU going back to uh, an IU player just to just for the sake of it. I could not have been more wrong. Um, and it was because really from day one, it felt like he he understood the players better than I think anyone could have expected. He immediately had a connection with the players that it it kept Trace Jackson Davis. It kept everybody. Um, well, I, I shouldn't say everybody. It kept a lot of the players in-house. It kept the recruits, and it landed him a recruit in Tamar Bates as well. It landed him recruits elsewhere we'll talk about. But clearly, more than anything, if you're looking at the positives of Mike Woodson's tenure, it's I think the number one thing is just how much he empowers the players, and as a result, how hard they play for him, and how much the team just responds to him. It's something we pointed out time and time again this season uh, was just how different this team looked than the teams that played under Archie, despite a lot of the same pieces being there. And a lot of that was just the belief in a coach that wasn't there with Archie. Um, and there was a certain level of buy-in that wasn't there when there when Archie was there, which I'm sure most of you guys saw. Shout out to Archie Miller for landing at Rhode Island where it's an A-10 school again. I'm sure he will do well, but uh, I'm still, I'm going to be honest, I'm still surprised it didn't work out at Indiana. Uh, I was in favor of that signing. I guess it's a, if I like a signing or a hiring for IU, it's it's a bad thing. If I hate it, it's a good thing based on the last two hirings, but uh, nonetheless, Things under Mike Woodson were a lot better and a lot different. If you look at on-court stuff, I know he took a lot of flack at times, and we'll talk about some of it. Two things that always really stuck out to me is he was really great at drawing up plays out of timeouts. And you saw it maybe most uh, notably at the end of games. Uh, If you look back to that Purdue game where he drew up the play for Rob Fennessy to get a three, whether it was the Rutgers game where he got a couple good looks, the Syracuse game where they got a good look that they tried to get, that it didn't go in, that the the offense kind of screwed up. He does draw up nice plays out of timeouts 
to get those easy baskets. If you look, if you remember back to that Penn State road game, uh, their head coach literally said, "I'm aware of how good of a he, uh, how good he is drawing up plays and timeouts, and I didn't want them to be able to do that." So, um, it, that's always, or that's not necessarily always, but all season long, that was a strength of his. As was just drawing up baseline out of bounds plays too. A lot of this is carryover from the NBA, just being able to draw up a quick little um, after timeout or baseline out of bounds play. He probably has so many of those in his head that um, are just rattling around there. And we saw, again, going back to that Purdue game, you saw um, Rob Fennessy's shot came from a baseline out of bounds play that he put in that day. So he was always really good at that, at drawing up some plays to get uh, some easy baskets. And those add up throughout the game, throughout the year. If you're able each time out of a timeout to score offensively, if you're able to score on um, baseline out of bounds plays, two points here, two points there, those start adding up. And uh, when it comes to a, a game like the Purdue games or so many of the close games Indiana played this season, um, that's that can be the difference, those couple of points here and there. Obviously, the the he's a bit he's a great recruiter. Like he he had to recruit to keep Trace Jackson Davis with the program. He had to recruit to bring in Tamar Bates. And then you just look at what's in store coming forward. Next season's class is going to be a really good one, led by Jalen Hood Shafina, who is only rising up draft boards or excuse me prospect boards as uh, the season has gone along. He's up to twenty one in 247 sports ranking. Um, you look at a guy like Caleb Banks, who is a top 100 recruit as well, up to 74. You look at CJ Gunn, who had a, a really big year at Lawrence North this year, for those that followed along uh, with that. He's he's still a three-star recruit, but um, he's had a strong year, and you can see how he would fit into an Archie system, or excuse me, a Mike Woodson system. There was no Archie system to fit into, into a Mike Woodson system. Uh, so he clearly has an eye for recruiting. You can look even a year ahead uh, with Gabe Cups, who was Ohio State Mr. Basketball this year. Uh, Ja'Kai Newton has been rising up boards as well. So clearly he has an eye for the talent and is getting those guys to commit. Uh, that's big victories on the recruiting trail as well. It wasn't all positives. There were some negatives. Um, the all bench lineups were always frustrating. That again, on the flip side, is something that kind of carries over from uh, the NBA. They they do they are able to to run all bench lineups at times, and the difference is that there's a lot more talent in the NBA than there is in the college game, and the difference is. Um, nobody else really runs the all bench lineup. So a lot of those bench players are coming up against starters and struggling. Um, perhaps if he's able, Mike Woodson, to get more pieces that fit his system, those bench lineups will have a little bit more success. Again, mo a lot of this season felt like he was taking square pieces and putting them into round holes, just having to make do with some of the uh, players he had. It's not an excuse. It's just kind of reality of any first-year coach. That's just kind of something they're going to have to go through. Uh, but if there's a small positive to the all-bench lineups, 
It allowed him to play Trace Jackson Davis and at times Xavier Johnson the entire second half. Now you could do that and still stagger those guys and not have both of them off the floor at the same time. I think that's something I would want to see next season if both come back, because I think that offense is going to be built around those two. And if that's the case, one of them always needs to be on the floor. Uh, But that was clearly a problem throughout the year. He also doesn't really trust young players and might rely a little too much on upperclassmen. I don't know if that is necessarily a con. It kind of played out as a con this season because it meant a lot of minutes for Miller Kopp when he seemed to really be struggling and not producing at a high level for a large chunk of the season. Uh, maybe when a Trey Galloway should have been starting, it was Miller Kopp all year long. Um, so at least this year, it felt a little bit like he relied on upperclassmen. There's a lot of games Tamar Bates didn't play in or only played one shift in. How different would things have been if he allowed him a second shift to take his learning bumps and maybe he plays a bigger role in March in some of those games? He still was playing in those games and having some level of impact, but um, it might have been nicer to see him go through those learning curves early in the season and play more in the second half of the season. We'll see if that's a trend that continues moving forward. But overall, it's an overwhelming success in year one for Mike Woodson. But that success means the bar is going to be raised moving forward, and he's going to have to achieve even more for it to continue to be successful. It's a good problem to have. We're certainly going to talk a lot about the IU basketball program throughout the rest of the offseason into the summer and whatnot. We're going to do kind of individual player reviews, maybe talk more about Mike Woodson as well once the women's basketball team wraps up. Football team made a little bit of news. They had one hiring, one open position left, and they filled that with another former uh, NFL positions coach. So we'll talk more about who that is and what position they will be filling. Before we do that, though, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's basically impossible now for you to find the part you need at your local chain auto parts store. On top of that, you have to get out during a pandemic, during uh, cold weather, during rain, as it did all day on Tuesday, just to go stand in line, find out that they don't have the part. They're going to have to order it online anyway. Skip the middleman. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new floorboard, carpets, uh, even the simple stuff they have for you guys. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The football team had one open position at wide receiver coach to fill, and they filled that officially this week as they hired Cowboys, former Cowboys wide receiver coach Adam Henry. He will come in, obviously, fill that same position and take the co offensive coordinator position. 
Grant Hurd is the one that departed as a wide receiver coach. He also had the co-offensive coordinator uh, label or tag, I guess, as well. So they're going to keep it as a co-offensive coordinator with Adam Henry coming in. Now, he coached the Cowboys um, wide receivers last season. His contract had expired at the end of the year. They hadn't refilled or they hadn't uh, re-signed him, I should say. And Tom Allen swooped in and uh, picked up Henry, who has a wealth of experience in the NFL, but in college as well. He was a wide receivers coach at LSU with Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. He's been with the 49ers, the Giants, the Browns, the Cowboys. On top of Beckham Jr. and Landry, he's worked with C.D. Lamb. He's worked with Amari Cooper. He's worked with a lot of really, really talented guys throughout the years. Comes into a receiving core that had very, very little production last season. Outside of DJ Matthews early in the season, there just was not a lot of production from the wide receivers, which is frustrating uh, given that Ty Freifogel was supposed to be one of the best players in the in the conference, let alone for the Hoosiers. Uh, a lot, one of the big, maybe one of the biggest frustrating parts of the season was just a lack of a passing game. A lot of that came down to the wide receivers and uh, the lack of production there. So he's a second coach hired with NFL experience this offseason, running back coach Craig Johnson as well. So I don't know if it's a specific thing that Tom Allen is looking for to get NFL guys into the program, but it's certainly something that he's done multiple times uh, this season. Feels like it's probably not a coincidence, but um, it's not bad to have guys with NFL experience. Listen, Adam Henry has high level experience wide receiver coach at LSU. You have high level experience and getting that type of uh, coach to come to Indiana. That's a big positive. And for a football program that hasn't had a lot of positives in the last calendar year or so, or excuse me, the last about nine months, maybe or so getting wins like that, uh, they help. And similarly, they add up and it kind of changes maybe how you feel about the program a little bit. Um, just kind of little by little, small little positives uh, along the way kind of changes the outlook, maybe a little more optimism as we head into the season. That is far away, though. So the rest of this week, guys, is going to look like this. We will have a episode tomorrow where we talk to special guest Sabrina Merchant of Swish Appeal uh, with SB Nation. They cover all things women ba women's basketball. Uh, so naturally, she's been watching the women's tournament. We talked to her just about the tournament in general, the Big Ten, IU, um, preview the IU UConn game, the Notre Dame NC State game in the region as well, uh, and then look at some of the favorites left in the tournament. Then on Friday, we preview UConn specifically. We bring on Russ Steinberg. Uh, he writes at Boardroom. He's written about UConn. Uh, he's written about college basketball for a long time. So very knowledgeable about this UConn team and get a, a really in-depth look at uh, this team, why they're the number two seed this year, who to look out for offensively, learn a lot about how good they are defensively as well. So I'll be moving this week. So unless there is some really breaking news, both of those shows have been recorded and those will get to you this week.
if there is some big breaking news, we'll probably pop in for uh, an intro and uh, run those shows as is, because as I said, we already recorded them and I want to get them out to you guys. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back tomorrow with that episode with Sabrina talking the women's tournament. Now for your second episode, or excuse me, your second listen, head on over to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life with every day, uh, every day with insight, with analysis on your favorite prospects in NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Appreciate all the love you guys have shown us the last couple of weeks. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review while you're there. It really helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a tremendous Wednesday in LEO.